Welcome back to the Asian Beauty Podcast by me, Dr. TWL, a podcast series based on my book, Asian Beauty Secrets: A Plant-Based Perspective to Skin Cycling, from the Beauty Bible series. On this podcast, we focus on an Asian beauty perspective of skin cycling. Without acid peels or retinols, but with plant actives like bakuchiol, papain, bromelain, and rare medicinal herbs. As we near the end of 2022, one wonders what 2023 holds for the world of beauty. Today's episode is on the key trends I expect to take up. Beginning first with the topic of plant-based microbiome skincare, the microbiome is essentially the complex ecological system of skin, which is a fairly recent interpretation in dermatological research. Much like how scientists now confirm that soil is in fact a living organism on its own. Playing a host to a myriad of microbiota that synergize to create an optimal environment for all life on Earth. The microbiome of skin can be understood in a similar fashion, with the complex interplay of resident germs that ultimately determine the health and immunity of skin. Perhaps. Better known as skin resilience. In the last episode, we discussed the impact of nutraceutical foods on inflammation.、Uh, in our take of edible beauty, when it comes to skincare, and how it connects with the entire body via the gut-brain-skin axis. With all this in mind, I would say 2023 would be the year. Where we take a fresh look at beauty, where we connect the mind, body, and skin. Our journey now starts with understanding how healthy skin truly behaves. Beauty lesson number one: Skin is alive. In my perspective, the skin is better understood as a garden of sorts. And especially a garden of healthy germs. Every skin cell is literally teeming with living energy powered by the mitochondria, and all that is also made possible because of a myriad of surface bacteria that interact in a beneficial way to ensure healthy skin functioning. So, the take-home here is this: the more alive the ecological system is, the healthier it looks. This is one of the reasons why we must truly begin to understand that the axiom "beauty from the inside out" is not just a trendy catchphrase, but one that is in fact backed by science. Beauty lesson number two: When it comes to so-called beauty myths like overnight aging, well, in fact, 
We know now that it does exist. If you lack sleep, research tells us now that it is not as simplistic as dark circles and ibex appearing from sleep deprivation, which is what causes individuals to look older. But more so. That humans are psychologically hardwired to pick up signs of fatigue, which are best related to microexpressions around the eyes, and that directly correlates with reduced attractiveness. Which brings us to lesson number three: the science of beauty sleep is real. So skin does genuinely age, and in a fairly dramatic fashion, when deprived of rest. And this is not just taking a nap in the middle of the day or at odd hours. We have to obey nature's own dictation of what it means to follow the circadian rhythm, which is essentially. How all life on Earth is timed, with the sunrise and sundown. Well, luckily, the results of a good night's rest are equally miraculous, resulting in almost instant reversal of this phenomenon of overnight aging. Beauty lesson number four: We must not underestimate. The power of the mind and emotions. It is really easy to dismiss this as another beauty fad or something relating to the New Age metaphysical movement, except that dermatologists have a clear line of evidence that builds up to this point. Psychological states impact skin conditions more than any other organ of the body. Or at least in a way that is visible. The culprit is ultimately the complex neurological pathways that connect our brain to our skin, essentially via signals that are sent to our skin cells via the immune system, and also via chemical mediators in the neuroendocrine pathway. In fact, the brain can directly impact the formation of wrinkles on your face, as I stated in my research paper on thoughts, emotions, and facial expressions, published in the International Journal of Dermatology. And this is because the brain regulates our emotional states. Beauty lesson number five: anti-inflammatory food. Helps with whole body cellular senescence. What is cellular senescence? It is essentially the process by which healthy skin cells gradually fall asleep with the onset of biological aging. Cells do a whole lot in their lifetime, keeping our damaged DNA being one of the key functions on a day-to-day -day basis. When this fails, cancer cells grow, 
and this increases the growth of tumors in our body. And more specifically, cancerous or malignant tumors. Essentially, a diet that is rich in antioxidants and phytochemicals will not just keep you feeling well, but also all your organs in tip-top shape. We're moving on now to beauty lesson number six. Skincare has immense untapped potential when it comes to the field of beauty and especially medical aesthetics. The rise of aesthetic treatments comprising injectables, lasers, radiofrequency and other technologies leaves many with the impression that the more high-tech it is, the better. As with modern agricultural practices, initially hailed for its efficiency over traditional permaculture methods, it is my opinion that this may prove to be self-destructive in the long term. While this is not the focus of this podcast, and I have already explored this in my expositions on body dysmorphophobia and the phenomenon of doctors being involved in commercializing beauty in uh, my separate musings, which you may find out more about in my other podcast, Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. But I want to delve into how skincare can truly be viewed as an adjunct in our pursuit of skin health. In the same way, a healthy diet is for our overall health and has for many years been um, viewed as less effective than, say, medications or so-called preventative um, therapeutics that involve taking tablets and a variety of uh, supplements which one can actually obtain from your diet. So if the same can be said of skincare, then I think this is truly a pot of gold. Beauty lesson number seven, we must learn to decipher the truth behind effective beauty interventions. Feminine empowerment, when it comes to the realm of beauty, must involve allowing women to make their own decisions but one can only make these decisions if the truth is being propagated. So when you're given only a one-sided viewpoint, say by media or marketing or even aesthetic practitioners, can it still then be considered fair play? This is also the reason why I believe that beauty edutainment is really going to set the stage for a different approach to public outreach in the coming year. This podcast, along with my other podcasts, are under our newly founded edutainment arm, Dr. TWL TV. Essentially, our mission is to provide the scientific uh, as well as um, 
entertaining aspects of traditional marketing in uh, a way that is engaging and also educates empowers listeners and viewers to make the best choices. I feel, uh, for example, being able to decipher what is true versus what isn't is uh, becoming increasingly difficult in the world of uh, today where we are mostly getting our news and entertainment from social media outlets. So back to what we were saying, how do you decipher the truth behind effective beauty interventions? An easy way to tell is to check if the science behind an intervention impacts any of the following pathways based on the latest understanding of dermatological research. While many aesthetic treatments do have the purported intended effect on skin, for example, I think we must question the longevity and sustainability of such an approach, especially in a post-COVID-19 era. I'm going to conclude this episode with the three most important questions that we must ask when it comes to analyzing or assessing any new beauty intervention. First of all, skin ecology. How does the intervention change the skin environment? And is it beneficial and in line with how the natural physiology of skin is understood? Number two, does it normalize the skin microbiome or does it work as an antibiotic? So. We started this podcast talking about plant-based microbiome interventions in the form of skincare. On the topic of the skin microbiome, microbiome diversity is one of the key markers of healthy organ functioning. Our body coexists with millions of microbes, maybe more. Each has a key function in regulating the microenvironment. As with our gut, our skin thrives in a diversity of microorganisms. And herein is the fallacy I personally perceive in traditional dermatology practice. We started treating acne with topical antibiotics because they were hailed by drug companies. And then we quickly found out that they lost effectiveness because of antibiotic resistance. Worse still, our infectious disease colleagues quickly realized that there were many more who were developing antibiotic resistance from topical antibiotics being applied on skin. When drug companies updated their topical antibiotics with benzoyl peroxide, they stated that that reduced bacterial resistance. That, however, didn't prove true in the medium term. And finally, we must always ask ourselves, is there a more sustainable option? There must be a better way. In fact, this is the very question I asked myself 
that led me to research on one of the oldest practices of pharmacology in the world, ethnobotany. Essentially, I have dedicated my dermatology career to the research and development of plant actives for treatment of various skin conditions. When I wrote my book, Asian Beauty Secrets, I determined to bring out the modern science of an ancient art. More than that, my hope is that as a dermatologist, my unbiased expertise in expounding scientific benefits and debunking skincare myths will help many in the pursuit of beauty.